This episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by our Patreon backers. If you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, you can find out all about them and the awesome rewards you get for supporting us. Also wanted to make a quick note that uh, we were experiencing some Skype problems with this episode. I did my best to cut out all the overtalk and such, but you're going to hear a lot of that little podcasty minor interruptions. Um, I made like 20 or 30 edits to cut them out. It's no one's fault. It's just Skype being a terrible program. So this podcast is brought to you by Patreon, but brought to you not by or against Skype. Uh, So sorry about that, and hopefully it does not interfere with your enjoyment. And uh, enjoy the show. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. No, I don't have anything against humans. But how is it that you go about defining good and evil? I'm only using what the gods gave me. How can that be so wrong? So what say you to a spot of murder on my behalf? My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Alex Ike. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite. And this week we were talking about uh, Aldia's Keep, the Dragon's Airy, and the Dragon's Shrine. And as you heard, we're joined by Alex Ike, the uh, uh, the writer behind and the mind behind um, the Blight Town. Uh, what is it? The Baron Beacon. The, Beacon. the Blight Town Beacon. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Editor in chief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so. yeah. That's all in quotes. That's all in like <laughs> hypothet. Like <laughs> that's all in ironic. Kind of quotes, yeah. But tell uh, for people who may not be familiar, tell us a little bit about the uh, the Blighttown Beacon. Um, the best way to describe it is it is basically the onion set in the universe of Dark Souls. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah, it is super funny. I, I recommend it. Yeah. Um, lots of lots of uh, it's kind of interesting. Like the when I first found the blog. Um, one of the things that we do when we're coming up with goofs and spoofs on this show is we're just finding like uh, kind of pulling on these threads of absurdity that are inherent in video games. Like, oh, that's silly. How does this person really do this? And we'll joke about that. And that's kind of the same thing that you're doing um, just in like a different format, you know, so it'll be through like a news story, but still the kind of, you know, what is actual daily life like? And it's like, <laughs> I remember um, specifically like the Blight Town episode where we kept talking about like, why, who lives like this? Like that was our, we got a lot of mileage out of that. And then there'll be kind of little nods to those little lived in world detail things on the blog. Yeah. Yeah. And I, for the most part, I try and like keep it within the universe. But if I'm like really straining for ideas, like some of the best stuff comes when I mix other video game worlds into Dark Souls, just for Mm -hmm. the, just to see what happens and. Like, I did an entire uh, beacon with, uh, like, detailing the plot of Red versus Blue, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but with uh, the Blue Sentinels and the uh, Brotherhood of Blood <laughs> as the two sides. Did, did they did they send one of them out for torch fluid? Which I guess would just be butane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I had at least one blue guy talk about how someone's mother was a cow yeah so yeah it's there 
<laughs> it's the, yeah, the, uh, the, the beacon verse is uh, rapidly expanding. So, um, yeah, but thank you again for joining us and, uh, thanks for, for joining us yeah, on these episodes, problem. which are, uh, among, among me and Cole's favorites. And we'll, listeners will find out if they're, <laughs> if, if they're among your favorites. Yeah. Um, cool. What did we do last time? Well, previously we were told that the cure to the curse was in the shrine of Amana. That was a lie. We were also told that finding Vendrix and uh, Vendrick um, and the undead crypt uh, would fulfill our quest. This was also a lie. And now, at the Herald's request, we head east to a mysterious mansion on a hill. And is it a lie? <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, I'll find out within. Um, so the first place is Aldia's Keep, which is uh, this is where Vendrick uh, he condemned his brother the mansion the two of them founded drang lake together and uh both you know there's kind of conflicting sources um you know one item says that vendrick banished him and one says that aldia like lost interest you know it reminds me of like a breakup <laughs> kind of thing like oh you know we both broke up you know or it was a mutual decision and then um but they both were uh trying to kind of find the truth and find out the the secrets behind this curse yeah. and kind of took different approaches yeah to it aldia is kind of the john i think <laughs> he's more of a john mm-hmm. than a paul I'm just thinking the I'm just thinking like the mad scientist at the beginning of like the robot chicken opening. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like that's or all like, the uh while Vendrick is trying to find like the humane approach to everything. <laughs> or they're like Rick and Morty. <laughs> like just together. Like like Aldia is like is like uh Rick. The uh I was gonna say that one of them is like a John Linnell and one of them is like a John Flansburg, but that's not you know, because cause Aldia is definitely the Linnell of the group. That's fun. The dark experimenter. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, you go through this, like, we've been seeing all these doors that say, you know, you have to become more kingly. Um, and, you know, most, like, one of them, you know, or most of them go to, uh, uh, you know, areas that are, are not as significant as this and not as uh, not as long a spoke. Right. You know? Um, and a lot of them, you or all of the other ones, you can't do anything yet mm-hmm. if you go to them. You have to go to this one first. But this opens up a whole new area. And this is, we talked about it last time when you and I were just like, this game just keeps going. Like, <laughs> this was, Aldia's Keep was the moment where I thought, like, yeah, like, this just keeps giving. Like, <laughs> you know, because they, as as we'll soon find out, I think it is awesome. And also, I was expecting the game to end when you find Vendrick. Mm-hmm. What's funny is this keeps I, I hear this casually characterized as an optional area by some people when they're kind of talking about it, like it kind of gets lumped in with some with something like the Great Hollow or Ash Lake. Uh, but it's actually mandatory if you want to see the at the ending of the game. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of strange. Yeah. Um, it's because it feels like like a little bit of an optional area. Yeah, just like being in it, you know, and it is so far away from everything else. It's not associated with a separate kingdom. You know, there's no like the the Aldia Crown DLC, which would be rad, uh, but it doesn't exist. <laughs> Aldia's um, graduated cylinder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, we can only hope. I, I would, I would do Aldia's like, or Aldia is just like cap, <laughs> like his his nightcap, his cabbie hat. Yeah. But um, yeah. Before yeah. before the DLC was announced, I I thought that the DLC has to revolve around Aldia somehow because there's just he's everything in this game basically. Yeah, the um, I thought I think so, too. And he's become a little bit of a, a, a you know, because Cole, you keep joking like an Aldia did it whenever mm-hmm. we see something out of place. And that is like a little bit bothersome, but his fingerprints are everywhere. And the cool part about this when you first go to it, like when you're kind of taking the long view of the game, it becomes a little bit annoying, I think, because it is such a convenient explanation mm-hmm. 
for all these disparate things. But when I first got here and I was like, oh, shit, like I'm seeing everything that I'd seen before, but in a new context and there's an intentionality behind it mm-hmm. and, and stuff like these things I just thought were monsters. Like, oh, you know, that's not the case. Like it was really awesome and mind blowing the first time. Um, but there's just not like it, it does kind of lend itself to the weird, like, the you know, the enemy placement and stuff in Dark Souls 2 that like. You know, despite all of my love for Dark Souls 2, I think it is a little bit weaker than the, you know, the other Souls games in that. You know, like there's a little bit like less of a clear sense of identity to the places based on their ecology. Yeah. Than their games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I think the, 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 the word you used that really resonated was convenience there, actually. Yeah. Like a lot of this, you know, and this is, I think, a little bit supported by the fact that, you know, a lot of the, the pregame, you know, like the, the pre-release footage centered around all this. This feels a little bit like a... um uh, like a showpiece, like a, almost like it would be a vertical slice or an artifact from some earlier, you know, form of the, uh, uh, you know, an earlier iteration of the game um, in that it does feel out of place, not like in a, you know, in a terrible way, but in a way that does kind of, you know, just put a little bit too nice of a bow on everything that they just happen to lift every other part of the game up and whatever was loose rolled here. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It is. Plus, uh, you just got what, like, getting to the undead crypt. You think that's like the climax of the game, and it's like, where do you go from what you think, what your expectations are, the highest, and then it's like, oh, we're going to this, this uh, abandoned yeah. mansion thing. Like, and and in that, like, in that respect, like it, I think it actually worked for me in that because, like, I I was, you know, we talked about last episode how awesome the the vendor gut punch was, and this individual area specifically, the keep and the kind of the the show pieces and the shock and awe that comes, like, I thought was pretty effective mm-hmm. for being after mm-hmm. such a quiet moment. Like, I really, really, without if I deconnect my like part of my brain that's trying to connect all the dots <laughs> in the lore, love this area as an individual place. Oh God, yeah. like like it is one of my mm-hmm. favorites, you know, in the in a Souls game at all. Like, if you're not taking it holistically, mm-hmm. like, just this crazy mansion, like, it's something they've never done before. Um, it has these kind of shades of um, uh, the, the um, what is it? The, the Duke's <laughs> uh, Archives. Tower, Tower, yeah, Duke's Archives or Tower of Latria yeah. to it, like, just like a madman's, you know, uh, twisted science experiment mm-hmm. kind of thing where he's eating you know, people have been imprisoned. Mixed with all the Scooby-Doo side rooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, yeah, and it's super Scooby-Doo with all the, the mask guys behind the paintings and stuff. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, I just, like that, that does it for me. Like I've, I've said it before, man. Like I love a monster zoo. Mm-hmm. Like you give me a place where people are, are putting monsters on display. It's like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. So in, in a, in a way, this works on me really, really hard. And, yeah. and that initial view that you get when you first come in really contributes to that because yeah. it, it doesn't look like a Souls game location to me. No. Like a, you know, which is, was cool. No. Like I like it when they do new things. And, you know, it's the one thing about that last kind of bullshit optional area, the latest DLC that like the the point I'll give it, despite the fact that it is bullshit, um, <laughs> is that it's never been done before. Yeah. Like, and I appreciate that. Like, I like it when they branch out and do kind of it's the same reason why I like the Black Gulch so much. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they hadn't really done that before. Yeah. Like this, the, the, the keep from the outside looks like a scrapped Resident Evil setting. Yeah. Yeah. And and it could yeah. be like it yeah like <laughs> like the uh, and it, it it resonates that way on the inside too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like super dangerous. Like when you when you first get here, um, you have these like kobolds, <laughs> and their petrify just is amazing. Oh yeah, like this is the only time I ever died to petrify is by these guys. <laughs> well, they, um, they they outnumber you so badly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they're yeah. they're incredibly hard to hit. This is the first time we've seen them um, since things betwixt, right? Yeah, and, and the first time they've been aggressive. Yes. 
Um, yeah, so I, I got the, petrified here as well. Good. Yeah, this was the only time that I would ever kill myself on purpose just so I could talk to Navlon. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I would use well, I would use those. <laughs> it's a, it's a cool it's cool that they give you that cool way to do it. So you get to see your character as a uh, a cool statue form. Yeah. Before you do it, yeah. um, weirdly, like these guys drop really really great gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh I don't, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't know why. Like these guys used to be, and we know that Aldia invited people to his home and turned them into monsters um from item descriptions and like if the if in dark souls one i would believe that that's what these guys were mm-hmm. in you know dark souls two i'm not as sure like i feel like you know the spiders like dropped halberds and stuff and mm-hmm. so it, it feels more like less intentional the item drops for these guys yeah specifically they drop black knight gear um, yeah which is you know crazy out of place and all that i can think of is you know if this has anything to do with the you know with with like the ash lake you know like we like we imagine things betwixt is this you know in between realm where everything can kind of you know get linked by these arch trees or whatever that would be the only thing is if these were brought here that that explains it mm-hmm. kind of in a very canned wavy kind of way or like when you're a badass black knight if you go through the dimension to drink like you turn into one of these, these <laughs> gibbering jabronis <laughs> like so. link in the dark world yeah, exactly. <laughs> These are like the bunny link versions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah. yeah. Um you also have a mimic here completing your dark set. Yeah. Which I yeah, totally sure. got chomped on by because I forgot about on this playthrough. You don't often see mimics like outside like this. Yeah. You know, and the treasure chest is already really hidden and guarded. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not often that they have redundant defenses like that. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah, if the kobolds don't kill you, the mimic will. <laughs> yeah, that's what they always say about old Aldeas. If the kobolds don't kill you, <laughs> mimic will. We say you're deceitful. For- There's a light on for you. Um, and we've been talking about it, like, circling around it for many, many episodes. But this is the end of Lucatiel's quest line. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of we talked about how we we're going to get to her in total um, at this point. And this is where, where she climaxes and she is the NPC that has a meaningful clim- climax. I feel like mm-hmm. um, Ben Hart, you know, you can complete his quest line, but there's not that much to it. Right. Um, Lucatiel though is, is supposed to be, you know, is, is kind of the emotional core of the game yeah. um, as far as people you interact with. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's in, she's in a hut. Yeah. I mean, I just found the, the entire ending of Lucatiel's quest line was, Fifty percent completely tragic and fifty percent hilarious for reasons I'll get to later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the 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 I think that she is super sad. Like the idea like I love the she has this little bit of dialogue and, and if I'm feeling ambitious, I'll cut it in. Mm-hmm. Where she talks about um you know, like the scariest thing for her it would be to remember or to not remember. Mm-hmm. And like that loss of a sense of self is a really mature and resonant theme. Yeah. You know, for me. Um and I, I really, really like that about her. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not, it's not as complicated as, like, you know, the quest lines from Dark Souls 1. Right. But it is, uh, it's still like her as just a, a sad lady who is seeking your brother and just kind of went crazy from this curse mm-hmm. has some power. Yeah. And it's, you know, curious as to whether or not she found what she was looking for and uh, lost hope because of that or if she, um, you know, lost hope right before because yeah right after this ask the deal her brother invades yeah not, so, not, not to and, usher salon but that's a real part of the story yeah. and that's the 50 percent hilarious part <laughs> oh, <it's, laughs> 
Yeah. What that she did that she didn't find her brother? Oh. <laughs> well, it's like, like it's like she her entire quest and her entire reason of just being is to try and find her brother and she goes hollow literally 30 fucking feet away yeah. from him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like just, just just walk a little bit further, babe. <laughs> it was just a giant are you shitting me type of moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, like what you you call what you mentioned though, it could be true that she went in um found that her brother had already you know her brother is hollowed mm-hmm. and uh is attacked and actually like came back dejected like this could be her on the way back yeah you know it's kind of points her or, in, a, in a less idiotic light <laughs> yeah. or she went in found out her brother was an extremely shitty invader and then got so depressed <laughs> she went hollow back out <laughs> yeah yeah, they, yeah yeah he just kept uh kept kept grabbing at her um <laughs> yeah. getting her he he has a really really uh low drop sword that's supposed to be really good that i've never got because hmm. i don't farm things but he's supposed to have this really amazing sword how, how would that you is f- like a version of the one that she gives him but it's different or better in some way how would you farm an invasion uh bonfire aesthetics ah, okay yeah huh. so so you end up getting like aldeus keep up to like bonfire plus seven <laughs> you know which sounds like a nightmare to, as well yeah, I, I have no idea about that sword just because uh, – I mean I have the I have the collector's guide and looking at those two swords next to each other in the in the back of the book, it's they're the exact same. I thought one of – this could be wrong. I, th- I thought I'd say, I still seen have something no on YouTube. Idea. I, I, I could be wrong about this. I thought I saw something on um, YouTube that one of them uh, is like a dex-based greatsword or scaled with dex, which I think was more significant before the DLCs came out. Um, I could be wrong about that, though. Yeah. I could be misremembering. Uh, they are both well, CA and yeah, strength deck scaling. I, oh, well, shit. Yeah, I think that's both of them. Mm-hmm. Just for collectors. <laughs> and, and their move set is kind of their move sets, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like it's unique for a great sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they both have the same like the the, the same damage ratings as well. Um, huh. Same durability, same weight, same stability. It's just for collectors. It's yeah, just yeah. a trophy. Mm-hmm. So my bad. Yeah. Oh well. Or my, I mean, my my fine. Like, I don't yeah. feel bad about that. Like, like, you would, like you I would misremembered know. something from like the hundreds of Dark Souls YouTubes I watched. <laughs> <laughs> what the fucking do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So so not to dwell on Lucatil, but I mean the, uh, uh, the the comparison to Solaire shouldn't be lost, right? You know yeah. she has been your constant companion throughout, and if you you know trace one of the possible endings for Solaire's um, quest line, you know, he finds what he's looking for, but it's false, right? Yeah. You know, he, he ends up yeah. getting the sunlight bug attached to his head and, um, you know, kind of like thinks he's undergone this apotheosis, right? Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Lucatiel, um either does find it, it was false and didn't embrace it and, and, and thus fades away. So like, it's whether or not you're going, you're willing to embrace the lie, right? Right. Or or it could be, you know, just in contrast where, um, you know, she gives up just slightly before Solaire does. So it's either she found the the, the lie um, or if she, you know, is not quite as strong as Solaire. Right. You know, that's kind of the point, because that was the whole thing with Solaire is his, you know, abominable spirit mm-hmm. in the uh, in the face of everyone laughing at him because he's a dingus. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, but it's sad. our lovable dingus. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, I love the big guy. Yeah, <laughs> I love that guy. Um, the uh, and if you if you do her quest line, she gives you her gear, right? Um, you know, without you having to murder her to get it. Yeah, to get to get the one of the snazziest hats in the game. Yeah, which uh, I don't know. Souls. Yeah, 
The uh, you can get the because uh, the hat has that mask attached to it. Um, mm-hmm. In one of the later DLCs, you can get the hat just by itself, Ooh. which is sweet because that mask uh, is creepy. It's <laughs> me. Yeah. It makes my guy look like uh, like he looks like it makes him look like an anonymous <laughs> guy. Like I, every time I look at it, I think of the guy fox mask and the guy just, fox mask. Yeah, and just you know, like Reddit invades LDS keep. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love this hallway that you fight Aslatil in as well. Oh um, yeah, because it has those stagecoaches, right? Yeah, uh, Demon Souls reference. Yep. Do you know what's inside yeah. those stagecoaches? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basilisks. Yeah. Sweet basilisks. Yeah, they're, they're hard to open. <laughs> Yeah, I've never had them break. I've kept I, – I remember the first time I saw them, I immediately went into, like, panic mode mm-hmm. because <laughs> it's the fucking stagecoaches from Demon's Souls. <laughs> yeah. So I was, Which like, also don't walking break. back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I was walking back and forth waiting for something to jump out and attack me. <laughs> and then I well, said, the, the, fuck it, nothing's going to happen, and I went through the door and oops. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, the uh, the the only way they can be broken is by uh, an enemy, and if yeah. they break, they stay broken. So if you mm-hmm. if this uh, this next thing that we I don't want to casually mention because I want to <laughs> talk about it more because it's great yep. uh, ends up breaking one open, it stays broken. Mm-hmm. So if you end up dying, uh, there's always going to be some basilisk hanging out here. Yeah. I wonder if you can uh, lure the uh, the ogre to this front area and mm-hmm. open any of these. I don't know. I wonder what is how how long his tether is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, what his leash is. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this next thing. Or why you would ever unpetrify that ogre to begin with. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has a cool mask, I think. I, I mean, I don't, I don't do it. But the, um, that's why somebody might. Um, or you just like fight ogres because you're, you're a weirdo. Um, but the, yeah, this next thing, this mm-hmm. uh, you go into this hallway and there's just this amazing, like one of my favorite visuals in any of the Souls games ever. Mm-hmm. Um, this dragon skeleton kind of... Uh, comfortably lounging on the staircase lazily draped (laughs) yeah just like on a shea lounge (laughs) i've been waiting here for 40 years (laughs) 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 hung over (laughs) (laughs) these these cold aldia winters give me the horribles (laughs) i get get the horribles from (laughs) (laughs) Ah, carl's face down in the front of aldia's keep again drunk Carl the skeleton uh, dragon uh, more, more more of a man of sinners than some grave of saints yeah <laughs> but to me they all look good <laughs> okay can we just say every Jill Bear line yeah or, and only attribute them to skeletal dragon <laughs> yeah and we can we can spread this across watch our fireballs because someday we'll do a final fantasy where you fight some you know nonsense necro dragon <laughs> and we just gotta yeah it's a callback waiting to happen <laughs> a, tri- a cross network call well we've done it before okay yeah we do it all the time <laughs> yep we're, we're still the same people i know regardless of what show we're doing um <laughs> but yeah this is this is awesome yeah um which like yeah i really really wish i hadn't had it spoiled for me oh why how did you have it spoiled for you uh, and all the, like I said, and on the preview coverage, oh. I mean, it was my, it was my choice to watch that, well, but they led with it so hard. Hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, I love this. I love it as a set piece. I just hate how it awkwardly fades away when it's done. Yeah. Cause in the yeah, preview is, yeah. footage, it stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it just stayed broken everywhere. And I, and I like that a lot better instead of just the awkward video gamey, just vanishing skeleton like we need this ram back yeah 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 and also like it since it actually does lunge towards you mm-hmm. you know like I, I could see them just not wanting to keep this uh big immobile you know thing because maybe it l- would lunge in a way that blocks off actual progress yeah 
you know, since you do have some kind of agency over which way it, it attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is disappointing and it would be like a thousand percent more metal. And the area is already real <laughs> metal yeah. if it just kept the uh, uh, giant dragon skeleton. Also, if I was Aldia, I would just want, I'd be mad that you made my, you know, my awesome hall decoration disappear. Yeah. Like, like this is, this is, this is great. Like I would brag about having this house. I wouldn't abandon it. I'd be Where scared the fuck of a ghost. did Carl go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You killed Carl. <laughs> Yeah. I love the idea of well, Althea keeping this dragon around as a snack. Like, this is his food <laughs> supply. Like, Vendrick was, I'm going to seal you off in here. Only this dragon to eat. <laughs> to, to understand the dragon, you must eat it. Yes. Uh, yeah, to go. Well, um, thinking about, like, the, the preview footage, like, I think the way that the dragon fell apart, it would fall apart more on the stairs, if I remember from the preview footage, mm. which then blocks off that one stairway so you'd be forced to unpetrify the ogre. Mm. Oh, okay. That almost makes sense if that was yeah. uh, an intentional thing. Mm. You know, they want you to have to go through the ogre. They'd yeah. have to give you a, a friggin' brush of your, like, real close to here, but that, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Navlin though. Yeah. This is, we're, we're like on a real series of highs here for a little while. We got Luca Deal's <laughs> ending. We got this dragon. We got Navlin. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I, I didn't get to do Navlin's quest my first time through. I uh, didn't either because I pulled the fucking lever. Me too. So tell me what to do. A, if yeah. you see a hallway with a bunch of developer notes that say, Hey, don't touch this lever. <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do is fucking pull the lever. Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch this button. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, a big shiny candy-like button. Yeah, this, this beautiful red, huge button. Yeah, um, it says has yeah. red and Stimpy taught us nothing. Yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna pull the lever, and so I didn't even know there was more to this guy. Mm-hmm. I just went over and talked to him. He said something real creepy. Yeah, and then I just kept getting super invaded <laughs> yeah. for like the rest of the game by somebody who could like one shot me with hexes because yeah. my first build was not very good <laughs> and I wasn't good at the game. And just like what the fuck, I didn't like I connected them but not strongly enough mm-hmm. to like really like oh i let this guy go like mm-hmm. that's so cool mm-hmm. that's so good yeah um like you, yeah. you let him loose and he says you're gonna live to rue the day i'm out also i'm gonna spend all my time tracking my new mark moha yeah. moha yeah who's mark <laughs> like and, and, is he afraid of carl's <laughs> yeah and then he just gets stabbed in the back yeah. by hexes yeah. um <laughs> but uh yeah so navlin rules um he is he's the royal sorcerer there's a lot of like fan theories out there that this is actually uh aldia yeah um, i don't know if i buy that but a lot of people say that i don't buy general. it i don't buy yeah. it at all <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't seem necessary to me like it, it seems like it like it could make sense but it doesn't have to be right um you know um it's but just he, there, uh, it's just there's a a future theory down the line in these levels that is just much stronger yeah. on mm. who aldia is mm-hmm. yeah yeah, which I wink, I, wink, also, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I also I also kind of don't buy that one, but I think that, I think that it is stronger than this one. Yeah, um, and and much for the same reason. Like it's just kind of like mm, I can see it, but I just don't think it's like logically or it's necessary. It is weird that Aldia doesn't. If neither of those theories are true, Aldia does not show up in game, mm-hmm. which is super weird. And I get why that creates a narrative vacuum that has to be filled. Um, I guess I just don't. I just don't love either of them. Just on my gut level, but yeah. um, Novlin, who is a you know, well, if neither are true, then it's obvious that Aldia is Carl. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, exactly, exactly. If if not, then Carl. Yeah, um, uh, th- th- there is a there's a theory that pops up in the uh, in the appendix for this episode, but uh, that that he's Olinford, the uh, the sorcerer who you find his uh, staff down in the crypt. Oh, like just uh, that that links uh, that, that that links him. 
but uh, Navlan and the person that you see are two different entities. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. Nav- Navlan has, uh, he's kind of got this multiple personality thing going on. Um, he's also like a, there's a, a part of him that is like a sentient sorcery. Isn't there an item description that says that like he has a sorcery that has come to life? Yep. Right? Um, yeah. But the the kind of the mechanical thing with this guy is if you talk to him while you're human, he does the werewolf locked up in mm-hmm. jail overnight thing where he's just like, you know, don't let me go. Have I said anything strange? Mm-hmm. Um, leave me alone. Don't let me out. Um, and then uh, if you do let him out, he hunts you down in multiple locations and mm-hmm. uh, he keeps doing it. Like he's yeah. relentless. Um, if you talk to him about Hollow, though, you open up a really cool quest, which again is another Demon Souls reference. Yeah. Two of them in the span of, you know, three minutes of playtime. <laughs> yeah. And that it's quest. Fant- it's a fantastic quest. Yeah. Yeah. That quest specifically, it is a nod to the Mephistopheles quest uh, that I imagine very few people happened upon naturally in Demon's Souls. We talked about it um, in that season of the show. But he uh, places hits on different people, different NPCs um, throughout, mm-hmm. the, throughout the game and asks you to bring back, uh, um, you know, artifacts of theirs as proof. Yeah. And this quest line is hilarious because you don't actually have to hit anybody <laughs> yeah. to yeah. complete it. It's like the uh, the assassins quests in um, Oblivion. Yeah, if you can find a creative a creative alternate way, you can just totally trick him. The uh, it's so much better than the uh, the Mephistopheles one too because like I I did that and that was pretty disappointing. Like almost all of the marks were literally like just downstairs <laughs> from her, and it's just like what are you doing? But these people are more narratively interesting. There's a greater mechanical detriment to doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know you're killing merchants, mm-hmm. you know uh, for the, for the most part that could still be useful to you potentially if you decide to kill them. Yeah. Um, other than Kale, who's useful for nothing. Um, but <laughs> well, the, yeah, uh, that's the know, only one. That's the only guy that I actually killed on the quest line because I'm not going to wait until the end of the game to yeah. get his yeah. to get his helm. It's like fuck Kale. I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. kill him now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Screw screw Kale. <laughs> we can all agree that Kale is a piece of shit. Um, but yeah. <laughs> It, uh, the, 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 or go ahead. it culminates with you having to kill the Emerald Herald. Yeah, which is super intense because mm-hmm. at this point, like, and I don't have all of my theorizing done for the whole game because, you know, because reasons, um, <laughs> you know, this is before, at least in my initial playthrough, I had any reason to doubt the absolute goodness of the Emerald Herald. Mm-hmm. Like now I can kind of see like, well, there's some things that don't add up. Like, I don't know entirely what her story is or what her motivations are rather, but like, it's possible that they are not 100% pure. At mm-hmm. the time though, I was just like, I don't, don't want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. she's great. She helps me level up. You know, you don't do that. Um, and luckily, you know, she doesn't. And also the item he asked for is super mechanically useful. Mm-hmm. And at the time I didn't realize you don't lose the item. Yeah. You just had to show it to him. And he's, he's satisfied with that. Yeah. And, uh, boy, and boy, if you could just go and do all of this stuff without proceeding, you know, to through the uh, through the rest of this area, you could pull a Lucatiel and jump the gun and kill her before she just hands it over. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah all you got to do is wait 45 minutes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you'll get, you'll get all of these things. Yeah. Um, but I never like, I mean, if, if I'm playing, you know, RP server style, like I don't want to kill any of these people like Gilligan, they ramp up in guilt, like Gilligan, mm-hmm. you know, we know he's a criminal and he's kind of a shithead. And he even says like, no one's going to miss him. Um, but then by the time, and then Kale's like a nice guy though. And then you get mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, Falcon who actually helped me out a lot and is, you know, kind of a pitiable person anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you get the sense that like, he's testing your like moral boundaries. Yeah. You know, like if he's trying to put you on a slippery slope of violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
against people that sit and stare at walls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People who are essentially vegetables mm-hmm. um, and this, sitting on talk boys. This brings to mind that I've, by, I've, I've, I've never actually aggroed the, uh, the Emerald Herald, so I don't know how she fights. She doesn't. Oh, she doesn't? She doesn't, she doesn't fight back. She'll let you kill her. Okay. Huh. I think yeah. I think when you get her, I, I think when you get her to like fifty percent, she just goes, "If this is what you wish," and then she yeah. doesn't say anything else until she's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, this guy, if you do his quest line, if you either you let him go and talk to him while you're human, or you do his quest line while hollow and talk to him, um, you get some real swag gear. Yeah. Um, like really, really cool sorceries you get. Um, you get that like Forbidden Sun. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think is the culmination. Um, I like that astrologer set or the the witch set rather mm-hmm. that he has. Like I think that looks really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah the chaos yeah. set is pretty great. You get his yeah, uh, chaos you get his stuff. Yeah. Um, I think you his can, creepy mask. Yeah, you can buy the uh, you buy the witch set off of him. Uh, the witch and the astrologer set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which look really cool. Yeah. And uh, the, that like the, that that witch gear is really good if you're trying to uh, to block elements. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's, um, it's an all-around just really solid set especially if you're doing whips <laughs> and you're a guy and you're just wearing the high heels that's <laughs> it <laughs> yeah yeah um or a lady the uh yeah you can be a high heel whip whipman or woman um but pro navlin yeah navlin's great i still don't know exactly who he is i mean i i want to take it at face value that he is the royal sorcerer Mm-hmm. Like that would make a sense to me, and also a sorcery that has come to life, you know, could could mm-hmm. be both. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's Aldia. I think he's a, a discreet character, yeah. personally. The, just the, the the idea is that uh, the, so this theory that that this uh, listener sent in was that this is uh, Olinford, who when he ventured into the crypt found a uh, a sorcery that was um, just kind of like forbidden. Like okay, this was mm-hmm. sealed away for a reason, and that's because you know it was it would possess you. Yeah. Hmm. Could be, um, yeah. Second floor. Second uh, floor. Uh, yeah. So the mirror's back. Yeah, the mirrors and the same uh, invaders from the mirror knight fight. Mm-hmm. Like these are just a bunch of mirror knight spare shields. Yeah, and uh, they will, uh, you know, mirror invaders will pop out. Yeah, uh, which again, that's a super cool. Like I love the animation. Mm-hmm. When you're seeing them, they're, bu- they're busting kind out. of wimpy. <laughs> yeah, they're not hard. Um, even the mirror knight ones aren't hard either. They're just hard because you're also fighting the mirror knight. Yeah. Like, uh, right. they're pretty, they're pretty easy, easy fights. Yeah. There's uh, a, there's a wonderful bit of flavor actually in the, uh, in the collector's guide, which says, which supposes that these are, um, demons that were created on the other side of a mirror after heroes looked into them and that they are p- trying to break out in order to, uh, replace the person who cast their shadow or who cast the reflection. Very cool. Yeah. Very creepy. <laughs> yeah. And the only one to succeed was the one that possesses Navlon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, he did it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it could be some mirror magic. Yeah. Um, there. There's also a red crystal lizard for no good reason. <laughs> and, just, he's just collecting um, oddities at this point. He's got stagecoaches coming in day and night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just full of those guys. You get a uh, sweet reward for beating these mirror guys, I think. There's a, there's like a ritual a, band yeah. over there, like a, a northern or southern ritual band. Yeah, northern ritual band plus two. Yeah, and petrified dragon bone, which you're going to get a lot of those now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's almost a joke at this point. And <laughs> yeah, don't make me laugh. All right, yeah. I don't need your petrified dragon bones. I know where there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, third floor. Hey, we're uh, we're not at the dragon area yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. At the, at this point, I'm just saying the game the game yeah. is letting you know. Listen. <laughs> 
you're yep. going to be you're going to be in the bone zone <laughs> population you these are soon going to become as useless as pharaoh stones <laughs> yeah yeah exactly the uh third floor giant basilisk in a cage <laughs> love that like yep. i did i love that giant basilisk the first time i still <laughs> like it can we give me um, some more come on yeah, yeah, give me throw some more giant basilisks at me. Um, he doesn't if you he doesn't aggro unless you attack him or get really close or mm-hmm. go into the cage. Yeah, um, which is a, which is an interesting thing. Um, I read some theory um, he can drop a piece of Aldia gear that is I've from that it's, gear. Yeah, it says something like it's like from the Archmage of the Keep, and people suppose that that was possibly Aldia, and he got eaten by this guy. Uh-huh. Like, which is not that satisfying or dramatic, but that's a, that's a theory I've read just while throwing theories out there. Yeah, it's the uh, just, the, the dragon I just, sage. I just like it because it's a yeah. I just like it because it's just a giant astronaut. Like, it's a furry astronaut helmet. <laughs> yeah, it looks like something from Fallout like three or Fallout four, like yeah. or New Vegas rather, like mm-hmm. the, those kind of helmets. Yeah, um, um, it, that that also drops of, off of the uh, the petrified ogre um, in Aldius. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, uh, by the Archmaster of Aldia even yeah arch master is what they say mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i like having that ogre right there right outside the basilisk because <laughs> i like when there are petrified things near basilisk because it makes sense mm-hmm. and doesn't happen that often in, yeah in this game mm-hmm. so and this is my first indication that aldia is really shitty at making cages <laughs> yeah yeah he does make the worst cages it, it only gets worse from here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're not meant to keep things in or out like, uh, they're just, they're just decorative cages. Like it's just his Etsy shop of, you know, handcrafted wicker cages, um, origami cages. You know, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the first, um, you know, other than the giant skeletal dragon, um, to get into this next area, you had to pull that little ring from the, or pull the dragon's tongue or what have you mm-hmm. in the little room, oh, yeah. um, which is, which is a weird little detail. And then you enter the keep proper. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is one of the more useful Pharos zones, partly because of what Alex mentioned, where like they're more or less useless at this point. Yeah. Or not useless, but they're just not going to run into many uses for them. Yeah. But also because uh, I like the way this place looks with the lights on a lot. Yeah. Like uh, I just like looking down this hallway with all these cage oddities mm-hmm. yeah. on the way. And and even more empty cages above it. It's just like a super – it casts a super creepy, uh, you know, still, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, also yeah. the way it lights up, like it progresses down. Like you get a, an oh shit moment. As uh, yeah. as it is uh, getting progressively more dangerous as it goes along, yeah. Um, as you go, uh, these <laughs> dragon acolytes like to pop out from behind paintings. <laughs> like they're just planning a surprise party. Oh, like, we're gonna get them! We're gonna yeah, get them! Like, it's real Scooby Dooish, like as <laughs> as you mentioned. Like it is real, just like you know, ghoulish guys hiding behind paintings. Grab <laughs> um, the ghoulies, yes. Yeah, the, uh, you that, don't want to get. That's a video ghoulies. game. Yeah, that, that is, is true. The um, <laughs> I, you got us there, Cole. Um, (laughs) I don't know this to be true because I didn't get a good look at it and I didn't get a chance to research this. So if somebody wants to correct me, don't correct me with prejudice because I'm not making this statement with uh, extreme confidence. But like I was fighting one of these guys in New Game uh, or Bonfire Static to uh, to refresh my memory. Mm -hmm. And it looked like when he healed, it didn't look like he chugged on an Estus. It looked like he ate something. Yeah, he uh, he chugs a uh, a lifestone. Or, okay, he eats, okay, he a eats life a life gem. stone. Yep. Yeah. So these are the only monsters I know that eat life gems. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's significant. I think I've seen Estes chugging black phantoms, but these guys will actually chomp on uh, life stones, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Which is weird because Estes assumes they're hollow, right? Yeah, and life stones assume they're not. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just like well, that. I mean, if, if, 
If you're an everlasting dragon acolyte, I don't think you'd have to worry about going hollow. <laughs> so lifestones yeah. would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's possible. I mean, if they've, if they've succeeded or to, mm-hmm. to what degree they've succeeded yeah. in their, their quest. Yeah. I mean, there, there's very little evidence one way or another. They're still fulfilling their purpose. I mean, you see that one, well, except for the ones that behind the paintings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Those guys, what purpose is that? Well, well, dark, here, you masturbate in this hole in the wall <laughs> and do it for all eternity. Aldia thus commands thee. Gary, I don't judge what you do on the weekends. Don't judge what I do. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, I just have a thing. I like to masturbate behind paintings while pies are waiting to cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even eat the pies. I hand them out. Yeah. But why But why can't I do that? Because we're on New Game Plus and that one's reserved for someone yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. You have to earn your way. You, you have to do, do your time in the giant skinning room and then in the, uh, the artificial and dead creating room. And then once you get to that level you get to go into this uh, little peep booth you know what we've 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 got all of these entitled millennial um acolytes had coming right out of dragon school thinking yeah. oh i'm just gonna waltz right into the right, right into the spank tank yeah um yeah you don't get like listen how about an unpaid internship yeah that's what you, you know, get we can pay you an exposure okay yeah exactly yeah you're gonna fight some guys <laughs> that's what's gonna you, some you want to get promoted <laughs> Yeah, you want to get promoted? Good fucking luck. Aldi is fucking gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just don't know. Welcome to the rest of your life. The yeah. boss is on vacation. This is not a good time to talk about a promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On we're, we're on a freeze. Yeah. The, the, boss, the boss isn't around. We're on a, we're on a budget freeze. And, yeah. um, we really got to bring in some more crystal lizards that don't explode before we can have the resources to, to save you. Um, yeah, those guys. <laughs> the, the, uh, um, those guys. Um, yeah. Boy, I love that room off to the left with the potions. Oh, real quick though, the uh, yeah. the cool one of the things that just the little tiny detail. I love the description mm-hmm. on the hammers. Oh yeah, of the uh, the dragon guys, where like they say specifically, it's not a weapon. It's used to like crack shells and dismember mm-hmm. bones and like yeah. separate bones from each other. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little detail. Yes, a hammer used for dissection. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Um, but yeah, that, the room you're talking about, the one to the, the left that leads down. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go yeah. there because the, because the other one is locked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the, or you but could the, just go uh, straight Snape's... through is the other thing. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh. oh, Snape's defense against the dark arts room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dark arts, cla- dark arts classroom. Yeah. Aldia could be like a total dark arts teacher, given that like, they're almost always secret shit heels <laughs> in some way. And that, and that explains why he vanished since every single year at Hogwarts, it's always a new dark yeah, arts teacher. Yeah. Or explain, and like, or the mirror knight, he's got like a quarrel on the back of his head. Um, Professor yeah. Quirrell. Why, why, do, why do I want to call you guys a fucking nerd? Yeah, like, <laughs> well, we're really talking about some, some, some Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't expect a muggle like you to understand. Yeah. But the, the um, <laughs> I think Harry Potter is okay. I don't yeah. like. I don't want to actually portray myself as somebody who loves it. Yeah, it's not true. Like I like yeah. it. It's no, fine. Yeah, no, not knowledge of something isn't a ringing endorsement. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably pretty good. But it's yeah, just yeah. A, a, I don't. I'm not like writing this from or like podcasting this from inside a uh, inside a wand. You're not wearing your Gryffindor <laughs> scarf, or are you? Like an owl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, mm. and not wearing a sorting hat. <laughs> God. <laughs> you're digging yourself further yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah these per- these potions uh serve no purpose they're just kind of yeah. here to look cool yeah these are no purpose except for the pharaoh stone which oh. doesn't which you can use on the lights yeah, yeah. 
That's how. That's the way he always had to turn on the lights in his <laughs> it's apartment. Um, it's just similar to how the books serve no purpose when you run into them. It's just like giving you <laughs> ab flavor. Yeah. Um, oh no, I'm not but, saying that angrily. I'm just saying that like they put it in here just so it would look cool. And yeah, I well, the, the room that comes later that just does that is is super awesome. Yeah. Um, Oh, actually, this one's really cool, too. Actually, all of the, the rooms are great. Yeah. The, uh, so you go head downstairs. There's a super hidden bonfire here, yeah. um, which is, like, semi-handy if on your first one through, even though it's pretty close to the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this giant acid pit down at the bottom filled with uh, the dogs from uh, the gutter mm-hmm. and treasure. But this always annoys me because you have to just take off all your clothes to run through the acid. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a it's a naked pool party. Yeah, it's, you can't exactly. complain about a naked pool party with those giant monstrosities in an orange goo, which may or may not be giant blood. It's probably ecto cooler. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> man. Can you imagine how many bees would be at an ecto cooler pool party? <laughs> that, that's that's like for the king of the bees. Like, yeah. like <laughs> prepare the humans for the feast. Yeah. <laughs> Just have them swim in this ecto cooler <laughs> to be devoured by ghost so, bees. Yeah, <laughs> we're just giving we're just giving from software ideas now for Dark Souls three boss as the king of the bees in the naked pool. I'd play it, man. I, yeah, I want to see the king of the bees. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. Or man, think about that as like a, a bo- any kind of video game really, like a boss run up where you go through things that are essentially marinades and flavoring. <laughs> like you know, like you go through like this thing and and you come through and then the boss like you know you as you 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 run through like a ditch of this this goo and then. Uh, you end up in a room where like you see food that's floating in the goo <laughs> and stuff and like yeah. meat curing and then you go into the boss and you know it's just it's just oh. a it's just a cartoon dog with a, a, <laughs> a fork and a knife and a yeah. bib or you know, just, if it was like a, if it was like alpha protocol and you could get a tip ahead of time about what the dog likes or doesn't like Mm. Yeah, and so, you can flavor yourself as such that it didn't like yeah yeah so like if you just like roll around at some kimchi and run it like yo what up yeah and then he leaves you alone <laughs> yeah it's good yeah. <laughs> because everybody knows dogs ate kimchi. Yeah, I, I've never seen a dog eat kimchi. Yeah. Therefore, um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, uh, I've been, I've been. They do something like that with uh, Shadow of Mordor, which I've been playing, God and that's it. it's becoming it's so I have to play that game. It's being cold, it's mad so together. good. <laughs> oh, yep. I, I love this though because this is where the this is where the memory hole leads. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about let's talk about that memory hole in a second. Yeah, because the reveal of it's really cool. Okay. Um, you get the Aldea key here to do some more exploration, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, you can use that to open this door to the dissection room, uh, <laughs> which there is like an acolyte just working mm-hmm. on, which I love. Yeah, like uh, just and going about his business. Mm-hmm. And there is a uh, there's a hero soul on the on the table there. Yep. Which yeah, just taking people apart. Now I feel like now I feel horrible because that's probably like the I always backstab that one working guy, but he's probably the one that deserves the promotion the most. And I, <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck. Hey, he's making the rest I'm of us look bad. Now. Okay, yeah, making... yeah, lure him into the painting area and then just like uh, our, you know, forward R one him into the painting, <laughs> and then and then somehow close it up. Just stand there with the great shield and just hold him in. Um, yeah. There are also those sickles from the enhanced undead here. Which yeah. is the reason why we think that those guys came from here. Yep. Even though I guess like now that I think about it, that could just be what sickles look like here. <laughs> like that could just be that could just be sickles. Because you don't actually see any of those enhanced undead. Or uh, not, yeah. artificial undead. We do see enhanced undead. We don't see artificial undead. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know what? I mixed those two up. I, I almost forgot that they were the same or that they that they were different things. So yeah, did it just there too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is, it is hard to keep straight. We've seen um, an enhanced undead as well in a cage here, who again can't get out of the cage unless you make them mad. And uh, the only time we've seen these guys is down by the Lost Bastille. Yes. Swimming in their pool party, mm-hmm. their naked pool party. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's also the uh, there's also the um, acid beetle here as well, yeah. the gigantic one. I love the I love the look of those things. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the the enhanced undead being here is why the enhanced undead makes sense because mm-hmm. when you look at them, and we I think we mentioned this when we first brought them up, is that they have um, like a tail, they have like little bits of things on their back that could be construed for wings, mm-hmm. and you know the preeminent fan theory is that this is an attempt to mix an undead with a dragon, right? Somehow, and uh, and that's kind of borne out as as at least some kind of uh, a goal of Aldia's mm-hmm. as we as we move on. I may be splitting hairs here, but is it mixing an undead with a dragon or mixing humans with dragons in order to beat the curse and finding out that it uh, uh, does not work? Um, I, they're just called undead, which is why I said yeah, yeah. mixing an undead with a dragon, like it's mm-hmm. in their name. Yep. I mean, I guess it doesn't actually – they could be human and then become undead. Yeah. You're you're splitting. You're not splitting hairs because you're wrong. I think it actually doesn't matter. Yeah, though. I mean, just I just you know I like thinking about yeah. what actually made them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's no basis for it, but I could see like we know that he is experimenting to try and cure the curse. Yeah, yeah, and and we know that he's inviting humans here. Yeah, and then and doing experiments on them because mm-hmm. he's a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and then we get the ogre. Um, the ogre guy. Fuck the actually, ogre. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are two of them. They there are Fuck three. Both the of one, them. Three. There's one in a, in a cage. One that's behind a wall, and then another one that's behind a wall. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's ogre. So many ogres. Yeah. It's yeah. the it's the only time in Dark Souls two that I just feel is complete. Like on your first playthrough, that's just so unfair. <laughs> oh, that you like have the door no opening. Mm-hmm. Like you, I have not, I mean, the first one you can see through like the little part in the door, but the second one just comes out of nowhere. And I, I hate that one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It, it is a fuck you moment, but it is the one, it is like a fuck you moment that I just laughed out loud at. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kind of yeah. like, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Is <laughs> them yeah. saying fuck you and me saying fuck you back? <laughs> like a sitcom. <laughs> oh, you shaking yeah. your finger at him. <laughs> The the I get most mad at fuck you Dark Souls moments and when they do it more than once. Mm-hmm. I mean, or if I just had to keep doing it over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, thus the the optional area in the latest DLC. The mm-hmm. um, but the, this it was not as frustrating, mostly because at this point I I didn't die from from it in one hit, um, which was nice. Even though the first time the second one got me, I was fighting Navlin, as I mentioned before, because <laughs> he invades here and that sucked. Because I was like, you know, shield up to Navlin. Hexes tearing through my shield. This is like pre pre nerfed hexes, so like they're doing tons of damage, and then I just back into that ogre who pops out, and I also had like a oh fuck you, like I had the same the same thing, like okay, but I, I yeah, found but that he, bonfire, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I hate how Navlon just invades here because you missed that vista right after that. Because mm-hmm. I just I immediately just bolted for that for that fog door. Yeah. I didn't hmm. give a fuck what was behind it because it couldn't have been worse than two ogres <laughs> in a novlon. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite Steve Gutenberg movie. <laughs> the um, the one, and one thing that you'll miss if you're running away from novlon, mm-hmm. segue segue, is uh, this other set piece room that we mentioned. Yeah, um, which is a uh, a dragon acolyte doing work on a table next to just a gigantic heap of dead giants mm-hmm. who are like leaking into that pit that goes down to where those dogs are. Yeah. Um, this is like chilling. Like it is such a good scene. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like it reminds me like playing this level reminds me of uh, what I and I've said that I'm sure I'm on the record saying this. What I love so much about haunted houses mm-hmm. is not having some teenager like jump out and yell at me. Mm-hmm. It's about walking into a surreal, scary room and yeah. taking it in. Um, and this like is this is that. Yeah. You know, like I just want to go in here, ex- soak up the detail of this like spooky set piece mm-hmm. and then be able to move on. And that's kind of what these side rooms are in this this area. Yeah, I mean, it is effectively a mass grave for um, creatures that ultimately end up being very pitiable. Like, you may not realize it just yet. You know, I fought one of them down in yeah. that fort, and it was he was kind of a dick, so whatever. But, like, it's mm-hmm. pretty tragic at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was It was just a giant kind of lo- uh, a huge lore moment for me because I would, like, I walked into that room, and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I yep, was yep. like, oh, sweet, a hole. I'm going to see what happens when I jump down yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the pool party. Yeah. As you mentioned. Um, one of the hardest to get items in the game is here, too. You have to get that dragon to open up this chain door. Or the ogre, right? Or the ogre, rather. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't uh, unlock the dragon? Cool. <laughs> King. No. Yeah. yeah. I was lucky and got this on my first try when i when i saw it behind there and then i like got it and i'm like well i don't ever want to use this thing <laughs> did you okay so did you just kind of know to lure an ogre over there or um did you look i was doing and... the i was doing the i was basically like scraping the walls trying to find any secret anything yeah and i just saw like saw the chest through that door mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. i kept hitting the door until i realized Probably got to get something bigger. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah I, I, something it, maybe ogre sized. <laughs> it never occurred to me to try and have an ogre smash down a door. So I just, uh, on my first playthrough, let it go. Um, up until this one, I was like, okay, I need to see what's back there. And yeah. it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you, uh, you have it in the note here. Why do you have it uh, connected to the man eaters? I have no idea because it's a crustacean shell and it's sealed away. It's not really a shell though. If you look at it. Like, did you actually swing it away or swing it around? No, because I didn't have the strength. Oh, uh, it's a it's a jawbone. Hmm. Like it, it has teeth. Okay. Um. So, which is the weird thing about it? It like I feel like shell. Like it shouldn't be called a shell. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's a translation error or something like that. It's a jawbone with teeth coming out of it. Hmm. Like it's pretty great. It's pretty awesome looking. Yeah. Um. Wait, I thought yeah, it was. Isn't it the? Or isn't it like the malformed skull? Or is that a different this, item? The skull is a or different. Is this, one. There's there's the shell and the skull. Mm-hmm. The skull, the uh, enhanced undead will drop, yeah. and that looks less like it has doesn't have teeth. Like it might have like fangs, but it doesn't have like human looking teeth. Yeah. Like this has well, way like, to go molars. <laughs> yeah, like it has straight up molars. Like it, it is they are creepy looking human giant teeth. Yeah, um, which they probably were human at some point. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um, the- yeah. If it 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 has like really uh, really low uh, durability. Yeah. So I, I never wanted to use it. Yeah. Well, you can you can tell it does because during the description it says something like it's too fragile to be swung about willy nilly, <laughs> which like using the phrase willy nilly <laughs> seems a little <laughs> oddly toned. Yeah. The uh, I've got the description in the, uh, in the in the in the notes here. I think this is the only item that straight up says why Aldia was doing his research, mm-hmm. like to actually find the secret of life itself and viewed the undead as a key to the mystery. Yeah, the undead have escaped that uh, that cycle. So yeah. clearly they're irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, so you make your way past these ogres, the Navlin, 
this cool set, <laughs> these cool set pieces. You get outside, and you see that you see the fog gate. Holy you're shit. yeah! <laughs> well, they're just stacking up holy shits because mm-hmm. like this is a holy shit, mm-hmm. and then you go through the fog gate, and like you know, so you're seeing this dragon a- aviary. It's, it's super, super beautiful. Yeah, you just like look outside and just look at this huge landscape, and it's like holy fuck, we're in Middle Earth. I love this. <laughs> I yeah. want a level set down there. Like, yeah, I want to be down looking up at these spires. Yep. 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 And uh, but then you get in to fight the uh, the guardian dragon. One of the things I really like about this fight um, is that you are inside like a cage. Like you've been going through this whole monster zoo thing. And this is kind of the culmination of, of that. Like he's not just keeping, you know. Yeah. Welcome to Aldea's Octagon. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not, he's not just like torturing giants, you know, and yeah. stuff like he's just got a full on dragon. <laughs> this is the first, you know, first dragon you've seen in the game that is not dead. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a kind of a big deal. Like. It's alive and it is spitting fire. Yeah. And he's really easy to get into an AI loop where he just kind of backs away to the left <laughs> over and over if you get in the right place to stab him in the ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things about the, this dragon, um, and it can be, I feel like they do it more successfully in one of the DLCs a little bit later, um, is that he uses the fact that he's a dragon <laughs> against you. Like, I have a vertical axis, you don't. Yep. <laughs> no. Um, which, like, from a gameplay perspective, is a little bit annoying because it's you, you don't have access to damage the boss, but like it makes enough sense that I can't really fault it. Yeah, you know, if I could fly, I wouldn't just spend you know stand on the ground and just punch a guy mm-hmm. until he died. Like I would probably try to use that. Yeah, to my advantage. Mm-hmm. And it's also a nice fusion of the of the boss and the arena itself because he will perch up on the up on the side of the cage as a bird would and uh, kind yeah. of rain fire down on you. And the fact that he's in this giant bird cage, like already like it just adds to as to that, that kind of tone and feel to it mm-hmm. it's just very cool like i i like that a lot about it while mechanically it's not that special and he does so little damage mm-hmm. like the the first time i fought him with a hex caster like before they nerfed great resonant soul i think it's like four casts <laughs> like you can you can almost kill it before he takes off i mean if he has he has so many like environmental advantages against you and yet he still decides you know i'm gonna come down and just you know sit on the ground with you and just see what <laughs> happens and yeah Oh, you're gonna fuck me up! Oh, oh no. I always I always took that Good as luck. he was going to gonna try to like eat you or something. Yeah, like that's yeah. why he wants, wants to come down. He doesn't want to scorch you or anything like that. Like he's, you know, he's he's doing both because he would love to claw you. And one grievance that I have with the fight is um, that the hitbox, like the the <laughs> yeah, hitbox is the right word for that on the flame is uh, not very well apparent. So yeah. it will visually it will look like you have um, cleared, especially when he does kind of like his semicircle sweep. It'll look like you've cleared it, but in fact, you just get barely nicked by it. And if that happens well, if, at a bad time, you'll die. Well, if you don't I like um, this... hitboxes of flames. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, we're going to... If I got a boss for you, buddy. <laughs> I know. I, I just think, uh, yeah, I need I to think bring it up here, just, too. This <laughs> terrible hitboxes are, are seem to be just a huge common theme of amongst all dragons in this game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in Dark Souls and in Demon Souls. Yeah, like it, it is like this is... Like well, not this one, but the next boss we're going to talk about is the worst. Yeah, um, oh, actually, my least favorite boss in Dark Souls. Like I, I think <laughs> in the entire series. Like I don't think mm-hmm. there's a worse boss. Um, 
But yeah, so you, you kill this guy. He's not too hard. And again, that has meaning. Like a long time ago, I posited that like all of the bosses that are underwhelming or seem easy are that way for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, the old Dragon Slayer is meant to show how powerful Ornstein is with Smo. You know, like what if he didn't have that connection? The uh, the Dragon Rider, you get two of them. And the next area, this is straight up a regular enemy. Mm-hmm. So like it's not a very special boss fight, but it is making a point about what you're going to be facing in the next area, the Dragonary. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we are brought to you by Patreon.com, our wonderful backers there. Even as little as a dollar a month makes a huge difference. Um, Head on over to Patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV. Support us because you love us, but also because you get extra cool stuff. And uh, it brightens my day. We really appreciate it. And uh, it helps us do this and not have it cost us money. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a really cool thing to do. Um, You know you have a lot of choices and what to listen to. And we really appreciate uh, the people who have decided to support us and the people who listen to us. Um, it literally is like the best part of my my day. So, uh, again, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV or don't and just continue listening and know that you have my love and gratitude for that. Yeah. And uh, we replace one beautiful view with another as we take this long elevator ride up to, I think, one of the most visually striking areas out in the game outside of Amana. Yeah. Like, we'll keep it like just this whole area. Like, they're really doing a string here. Like, this is like if you again, if you silence that part of your brain that hosts a Dark Souls <laughs> podcast and has to try to connect everything, all of these individual areas are aesthetically and set piece like so incredible, like airy to the undead crypt which has like the the vendor reveal and the torch thing mm-hmm. and the alias keep and then the dragonary where it's just like mm-hmm. it's amazing like you know beautiful vistas like just seeing these dragons fly through the air mm-hmm. um kind of in slow lazy circles yeah um it, yeah. ap- it, ap- and, it appeals to like a cheaper part of my brain that like in the short term immediately values like or immediately appreciates a designer who wants to put as much cool shit in front of me as possible yeah. Um, in fa- you know, in favor or favoring that over, you know, kind of the, 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 the internal consistency of Dark Souls. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's still, it still kind of works. And also like, um, it's, it's an awesome wake up from that guardian dragon fight. Like you don't know what really what's behind there. Mm-hmm. You see one dragon, he's not at his best. You're fighting him in a, in a place where he's prostate. Um, and then did I use that word right? Prostrate. Prostrate. Yeah, he is not. He is not a prostate. <laughs> like you, you fight him right in the prostate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, and you because he's over forty, and you got to check that shit out. Yeah. Um, he, he could be there waiting to be waiting to be milked. Yeah. He, he's, he's we, told, we, we told him to turn his head and cough, and he just jumped onto the side of the cage and started raining yeah, fire down on us. Yeah. He, he turned his head and breathed fire. The, uh, yeah, he's immortal. So once you're immortal, it's time to get your. He probably needs a colonoscopy. Um, the sigmoidoscopy. The whole thing. The um. Uh, uh, but anyway, so you've seen one of them and he's not at his best. And then you just see like, oh, this is where these things live. And there's hundreds of them <laughs> and they're beautiful creatures, you know. Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. Watching them darting and kind of just tangling around with each other in the sky over top of this yeah. just gorgeous view. Like it's sunset. Just like, holy shit. Yeah. I need this as a as like a heavy metal album cover. Yeah. Gary, is it's it metal? Real, it's, it's real metal. It's <laughs> like it's beautiful like – beautiful metal it's yeah. like it's not you know it's not like the the dragons it's like the it's the dragons aren't going to breathe fire on anything 
They're not mm-hmm. going to go sack a village. This is like yeah. the uh, what the beauty of dragons. It's more yeah. rush than metal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just it would probably be like dream this theater. Is, this I'd is say. the power. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. It, this is just totally. It's like this is dragons at sunset with <laughs> what may or may not be on Orlando. I'm not sure, but it's very far away. We'll get there later. <laughs> just appreciate it from afar. And I'm going to get way into dragons at Orlando, so <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, our old buddy, the Emerald Herald, is here. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever she pops up, there's bound to be plot. Yeah, exactly. She's like the watcher. <laughs> um, this is – she is uh, – this is the real her. Mm-hmm. Um, as I, I mentioned uh, in the last show notes, um, Vadi did that uh, translation video mm-hmm. that was really interesting and mentions that, um, you know, the, the – that the Emerald Herald can project herself. So yep. the reason why she is everywhere at once mm-hmm. um, is because she's not actually everywhere at once. She sends this this kind of cultural word for a projection that mm-hmm. doesn't exactly have a direct translation. Yeah. But this is the real her. Yeah. And she even says as much. She says, you know, it was her own manif- manifestation that led us here. Whether that right. was from Majula to here or from wherever you began the game with that first, you know, with that firekeeper to, you know, Drang Lake itself. Yeah. And, or both. Yeah. Like it is, you know, again, like that, the firekeeper saying that whole you'll look around and not know why mm-hmm. thing that I mentioned. Like, I'm fairly certain that's what who that ultimately is mm-hmm. um, from the future mm-hmm. or from, you know, yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, so she says that, you know, there's a dragon waiting for you mm-hmm. um, and you need to, to share the shackles of fate and set her free, mm-hmm. uh, which like this so far, like is so cogent as a, as a storyline thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, this is why she's leading us through these paces. It's just what happens, like how that relates to what we ultimately do. <laughs> yeah. I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what bums me out about it. Like as much as I, you know, you know, love this game, even though I've been like accused of white knighting for it, like that's where the stuff bums me out. Like mm-hmm. I'm on board, man. This is great. Like she's probably created by Eldia. You know, she's, she's got some, some dragon, dragon DNA, mm-hmm. you know, in her, as we find out, she gives you the aged feather, which is super useful. And it says, uh, the child of the dragon sequestered away uh, from the world, imagined a world of boundless possibilities from the mere sight of a feather. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I mean, for the longest time I was pissed off at that feather because, <laughs> but now that you've said that it's like, Oh, she's a manifestation that just can appear whenever and wherever she pleases. It's like, okay. Now I'm a little less pissed off that she didn't just give me the damn feather from the beginning of the entire game when <laughs> yeah. I first she, met her. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't have it. Even though I wonder if you kill her at uh, at Majula if she drops it. Um, that that that'd be a thing to think about. Yeah. Um, or don't, okay, don't now I'm guess. pissed again. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying to make you mad or anything. Yeah. Um, but it does. It does. Uh, it just you know that all makes sense. I just don't understand what yeah. that has to do with what we're going to ultimately do, like a yeah. couple episodes from now. Yeah. It's upsetting because it feels like they're squandering momentum because she is the successful experiment that could break the cycle. Right. Right. And yeah, yeah it, 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 it doesn't work. Yeah. Like it, it is, it is rushing. It has plenty of momentum. Like it, it appears that it's going to connect and then it bounces before it hits the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. That's, what, and that's then, just what makes her entire motive so sad on why she's helping everybody. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's just her own guilt that she couldn't do it. And I, I mm. don't understand yeah. that. May, I mean, there is like you can get kind of meta with it. If like you think that she knows that she did not solve the thing. She knows that going hollow comes from losing purpose. Mm-hmm. And she that mm-hmm. is what she's that's literally what she's doing mm-hmm. is the, the it is like a shaggy dog thing where she is literally giving you purpose so you don't go hollow. Right. And that's why she's giving you a series of kind of quests to go on. 
Um, like that, you can get like kind of weirdly meta with it. And that's not unsatisfying to me. There's just not mm-hmm. enough dots for it. Like I actually kind of like that right. as an explanation, but there's not enough in the text to support it. Yeah. And it's, you know, I don't want to say ironic or appropriate, but, you know, picture some kind of blend between those two words that she, you know, mentioned shattering the shackles of fate and setting her free because, you know, by her own admission, even right here, she has been fate in this game for you so far. She is the one who's been setting you up to do everything that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you make your way through this area and there's not, it's actually a pretty short area. Mm-hmm. Um, they introduce the, they introduce these eggs, <laughs> which has like one of my favorite payoffs of all time. Um, you know, and, and one of my favorite soapstone messages is someone put, uh, in front of the eggs that said, think carefully, dot, 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 life exclamation <laughs> point, which was just like, <laughs> cute. Um, to me. Was life. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't smash these eggs. But they want you to smash the eggs because this place is crawling with crystal lizards, mm-hmm. including behind these eggs. Yeah. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. You know. Good thing we just got that aged feather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we yeah, didn't well, that's, to that's reset true. everything. Yeah. We, we, we didn't say what uh, what the aged feather does. It is an infinite homeward bone. Yeah. 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 Um, I, the, 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 the design of this area really cre- creeps me out. Uh, back to the king of bees uh, because the, the, the egg places look like uh, wasp nests. It's like they mm-hmm. had uh, had built up uh, some kind of just biological matter around these things in a honeycomb kind of fashion. I don't know why, but that really unsettles me. Yeah, I always. Are you talking about like um, where the the dragons are nesting specifically? Yeah, yeah, just kind of like throughout. It always looks like bone to me. Yeah, like that could be a function of colorblindness, though. Like whenever I see something like that, I never want to say it because like I'm going to be like, it looks like bone, and people are going to be like, you fucking idiot, it's lime green. I'm just like, ah, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it always looks like bone to me, like like dragon bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know I might have that phobia of holes in things, mm. or at least a distaste for uh, holes in things. As well, you should. Yeah, um, yeah, but you're mostly just making your way through these three nests. Yeah, um, where there are dragons waiting with uh, tons of treasure, um, like you know, awesome treasure, crystal lizards, tons of upgrade stones. Mm-hmm. I mean, get the dragon tooth. Yeah, here. Um, if you want that, and the most boy. pointless placement of exploding citizens ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, those guys are back. Yep. Guess who's back? There's also <laughs> because, there's one of the because uh, reasons. <laughs> yeah, there, there's one of the uh, the hardest to get treasures. I think in the game is the one that you have to jump off the zip line mm-hmm. to get, and that's crazy. Like I think it's just like a great hero soul or something like that. But it's definitely not worth all the times you're going to die trying to get it. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, the, the the hitboxes come back uh, to you know to bear here, especially on that second nest where there's the wall between you, and it can mm. just blow fire through the wall at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's the the third one, um, which the uh, is the third one, or the second one where you start off on top of it. That's like the third above. one. Yeah, it's the third yeah. one. Third you one. Have to do a plunging yeah. attack. And if you, well, you can do a plunging attack if you want to just do like you can also just pepper with arrows, of course. Mm-hmm. And the plunging attack, That's what uh, I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the, I think it's Peeve. I think Peeve Peeverson did a video where he did the plunging attack and the physics fucked up and made him shoot into the air. <laughs> um, it's a real fun video. Like video, I'll, I'll find it or I'll try to find it. I think, uh, yeah, I think I saw I saw a video of Lobos doing that where it just he he rode the he was like riding on the back of the dragon as it like <laughs> launched him. Oh, mm-hmm. Lobos. It's real crazy. Um, but yeah, so you just kind of make your way through these nests. Again, making your way through these caves and stuff. It's a pretty short area. Yeah. Um, but you get to this bridge um, eventually <laughs> that leads to the uh, 
the set piece, and this is where that payoff is, yeah. is that uh, if you have destroyed enough eggs, um, the the fewer eggs you destroy, the more time you have to cross this bridge yeah. that is blowing wind at you. <laughs> if you destroy enough of them, a dragon will come and destroy the bridge and knock you into the abyss. <laughs> um, it gets reset by um, bonfires, but that's such a cool like little detail. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like it's so weird to be like to get critical about the big picture stuff in Dark Souls because that's where I think they mess up. Like the little detail stuff and the individual set pieces are so strong mm-hmm. um, that it, like and that yeah. generates so much goodwill for me because that's I great. Especially that's love, cool, like, uh, yeah. I especially love how like this is one of the few Dark Souls 2 levels that uh, doubles back on itself mm-hmm. uh, where you can like take the zip line back and then get even more items on top and knock the ladder down and yeah, and it's like you yeah. don't see that as much in Dark Souls two as it was in Dark Souls one, and I really enjoyed how that like going yeah. back to just yeah. that, no matter how small it was. Yeah, until the DLC where they do it like all the time, <laughs> which I, I think you know is on purpose. Like they're yeah. answering some criticisms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm manufacturing a grievance here, but I could see being very frustrated with this area, especially if you are thoughtlessly destroying the eggs as you go along, and if mm-hmm. it looks ultimately like it's impossible to cross that bridge. Hmm. Yeah. Well, if, well, the second time you tried it, like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you didn't just because you'd have no reason to go out of the way to destroy the eggs then mm-hmm. on the second time and then it wouldn't stop you. Well, I mean, if you're still get, like if you're still fighting the dragons, like if you didn't see the uh, the, the, the zip line, I like I said, manufacturing um, oh, yeah. manufacturing grievances. But like I didn't see the zip line the first time through. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just don't I don't find I feel like that connection makes a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't feel like I think like if you're doing that and you're just kind of like willy nilly. Uh, destroying dragon eggs like and the dragon keeps attacking you like i think that's a, a slightly like a stretch but not a huge stretch yeah. for them to ask you to make mm-hmm. um if it keeps happening it's never happened to me like i just because i always uh you know got the zip line and rested the bonfire yeah um yeah and you know think carefully life <laughs> yeah yeah i eventually find the correlation between being a fucking dick and <laughs> getting killed by dragon yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'm not giving people enough credit. Um, it's also worth uh, uh, mentioning that th- this is the bridge that everybody thought was leading to. Um, um, oh gosh, the painted the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it doesn't. Instead, it leads to the dragon shrine. Yeah, the third area we're talking about. Okay, we <laughs> we won't have episodes this long until we get to the DLC, folks. <laughs> and then and then buckle up. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- this is a, a citadel at the top of the area, and this is where the ancient dragon lives. Yeah, and uh, again, part of the uh, the critical path, and uh, yeah, a uh, again a very beautiful um, area with some pretty frustrating enemies that we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about. So, Ooh, boy, uh... yeah, yeah. So that whole thing about let's lift up certain areas and have everything kind of roll down here. I feel mm-hmm. like this is a little bit of that for items that they couldn't find another place to put. Mm. Um, yeah, specifically uh, that first Pharaoh's lockstone, which gets you the judgment set. Right. Right. So Velka appears in momentarily. Right. And and not the, you know, because we've already had the partner, mm-hmm. which like wears the set. Yeah. But you find them here for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, the wisdom um, staff as well. Because it, like... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, well, that's because it's obviously the painted world of Arianes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that. that... No, I I, I, I defy you to to, to, to map that out. I'm not, just, I'm not saying you specifically. Anybody, if they can make a, a pressing argument for the dragon shrine specifically being the uh, painted world of Arimamis, even though like Priscilla was a half breed, like I guess yeah. it. Uh, I don't know. Um, but the wisdom staff you get here too, which is like the super powerful sorcery staff. 
mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is cool from uh, Olafus. Yeah. You know. um, these Drake Keepers are real bummers for me. Yeah, these these are some of the worst regular enemies in the game. Yeah, I think like um, just they're very frustrating. Just the second one, like any most of them, I can deal with perfectly fine. It's just that second one doesn't have any stamina cooldown. <laughs> yeah, he can move like, cancel too. And what's worse, yeah, and and what's worse is you have to do all of these really hard enemies while getting hit with pot shots from the most annoying fucking priestess yeah yeah on the planet Mm -hmm. up there in the tower there's the uh there's the the dark priestess thankfully there's only one of them Mm -hmm. yeah and and you can go all they need Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you can go kill her but she has you know straight up uh uh, shrine of amana style homing missiles yeah um that do less damage but knock you down yep um and yeah they're just there to harry you while you're fighting uh these gigantic guys who are a little bit like the um, the Hades Tower of Flame. Yeah, like the old knights. Giants. Yeah, they're a little bit like the old knights. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just just stronger and again Except on steroids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A specific one with the uh, the problems with the stamina. I think they I like to, to my eyes they look a lot like the uh, the the sentinels from Anerlando a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of have that same regal bearing to them on their armor and such. And I think some of them actually use halberds. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a little bit of a, you know something sinister about them, aside from the fact that they're trying to kill you with large weapons, uh, which is that uh, you know the, one of their item descriptions says that something dark is eating away at them, um, mm. which uh, I don't know if that implies curse. I don't know if that implies you know undead or hollowing or what. But um, you know, if, to, to me that is that is an indication that not everything here is as it seems. Yeah. I know is that it's not stamina loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exa- exactly. Like it's not uh, bleeding. Um, uh, there's kind of two different paths you can kind of take through Mm -hmm. here. Um, The non-critical path, which is the one you want to take, um, is towards this tower. And uh, you you, you head up towards this tower and you get this kind of like cool, there's this cool fresco above the door um, that's very lower significant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have that uh, down here uh, a little bit later in the notes. Sorry about that. Mm. Uh, Housekeeping here. But yeah, this is uh, is the... um, the statue it's the relief that is referenced by the panels in the shrine of winter mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and no question no questions are answered about this in the uh <laughs> the shrine of winter dlc <laughs> uh, God damn it. the uh but yeah it is that is uh dark souls <laughs> yeah dark dark souls yeah um all the dots are there um <laughs> yeah um, so, like, just to give a description of what it is, at least as it's called out in that Reddit thread that popped up pretty early on, it's, uh, you know, you've got a gigantic dragon um, with some smaller dragons kind of lording over um, and shining light down on some human-like figures. Uh, there's a road figure with a small child who some presume to be the Emerald Herald. Um, and uh, there is a large spherical object, which is presumed to be the petrified egg and people um, prostrating themselves, uh, kneeling before the egg as though they're worshiping it. Uh I don't think I've ever found this. Is this like where you get the third dragon ring? Yes, because that's what I'm thinking. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, it's it's like right above the door. That's uh, the the entrance to that tower. Okay, uh, and and you want to go there 100 percent because that third dragon ring is ace. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a choice. It's the best ring in the game. Mm-hmm. It's it's the fap ring for Dark Souls too. <laughs> Except it doesn't break. Well, so it doesn't break and it slightly works. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, um, it breaks. It has yeah, durability, but it doesn't break when you take it off. There we go. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, both... It only breaks if you run into those exploding citizens and or go into the naked party pool. <laughs> yeah. Mm. The bee eats it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Man, this is also where uh, I really don't like this invasion. The Dragon Fang Villard. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, is, this has never bothered me. No? I don't have a problem with Villard. Yeah, he's he's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. I just, I me and like Alex every... didn't have a problem with Villard. Am <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I right, Alex? <laughs> yeah, I, you're I, on I, your own. I, I think. <laughs> I think by <laughs> by this point, I feel like everything is just a smidge too resilient, mm. um, including this invader. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Depending on your build, I can see him being yeah, yeah, yeah. being tougher or not tough. He's good practice for fighting these guys on the stairs that you're going to fight. <laughs> yeah, because he's one soon. of them. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's why. Because I I died to the ones on the stairs first before I found this one. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um. That's uh so so the stand that the petrified egg is uh, sitting on is one of my favorite props in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's really it's really cool looking. That's like a tangle of metal. It's a nest for it. Yeah, that's great. Um, this dragon egg, which has that significance in the backstory that is kind of alluded to in that fresco, mechanically is very weird um, because you just give it to uh, uh, what is his name? Magarold. Ma- ma- uh, yeah, Magrold. Um, oh, it's me, Magrold. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you give it to, you give it to Magrold, and he lets you into the Dragon Covenant, mm-hmm. which has no story significance or anything. <laughs> right? Like it's just like here's this priceless artifact that everything is hinting, you know, is was revered by civilizations. You can have it if you <laughs> if you want it, buddy. Because you collect yeah, yeah. Just these. just go out, just go out on the on the Iron Keep Bridge and just go fight people for thirty matches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the and the one of the the most out there theories I've read was talking about how Magarold was Aldia, mm-hmm. and then that, that's why he wanted this egg. But that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, that's dumb. Uh, it's not dumb. I mean, yeah, you know, we we make dumb theories all the time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. It I'm, is in my, I'm in my late teens, early twenty. Obviously, Aldia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everything's Eldia. You're just seeing Eldia everywhere. Um, it just it's uh, narratively insignificant. Mm-hmm. This egg, while it, um, like moving forward, like forward narratively in the backstory, it's very important. Yeah. But there's what you do with it mechanically has no bearing and is a little bit disappointing. Yeah. I mean, so tell me if I'm wrong, but the fact that it's petrified doesn't necessarily mean that it is lifeless because these are the stone dragons, right? Yeah, or just Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like or they're just gonna you know get a just mix get, it get a mix it with some uh, ba- yeah basilisk DNA to to fill in the gaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I That's just said way. something totally possible. Yeah, <laughs> plausible. Really, I'm just I'm just disappointed. Like the first thing I tried to do was to see if I could use the uh, fragrant branch of your on it. Oh. Just mm. any one of those, and no, nope. no, that would, that would right. That'd be no. the rule. Yeah, but yeah. But uh, you, you you make your way through here. You're getting some more more treasures and stuff, and eventually you get to the well. There, you get to the stero set, which is guarded by that infinite uh, stamina like knight who can mm-hmm. move, cancel, and just fuck your shit up, which is a nightmare for speedrunning and making this boss oh, run if you decide to do that. Um, which I'm going to go on the record as recommending you don't. Yeah. Um, but you go through this like kind of nightmare stair set that is like I can. The only it thing makes, I appreciate about it, it makes sorry. I was, I was just gonna say, like, the, the thing I appreciate about it is that, like, I had to slow down and be super tactical about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to pull, I need to, like, try to figure out these guys' leash ranges and aggro ranges and, like, make, you know, tactical retreats and stuff. And to go back into the hallway to heal and stuff like that. Like, I liked how much I had to slow down until I had to do it more than once. Yep. 
And again, that's the yep. Dark Souls thing. It's like I can really appreciate a difficult area that does something neat. And I think this does and it's beautiful looking and you just see this tower of enemies ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You know, up these stairs, it looks really cool. And just having to do it more than once is what ruined it for me. You know what it reminds me of? Yeah, um, this uh, one three, actually. Like when you, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, like like in that in that run up oh, yeah. to where uh, to, to to where what's his name King, a lot yes uh, the, the, where, the pursuer is yeah where yeah to where the, to where the pursuer is where they have like the garrison set not pursuer uh, oh, the, the penetrator. penetrator there we go yeah Jesus Christ uh, they're very similar actually yeah yeah that is true yeah, yeah the penetrator yeah it's just um, yeah yeah this stair set just makes like the undead crypt run up and the uh, sinners rise run up just look like Hello Kitty yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's super easy. Like, yeah, it just and and the the thing that saves it for me is that it's an optional optional encounter at the end. Yeah. But yeah, we emphasize optional to everyone that's listening. <laughs> yeah. don't do we'll, this. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll talk about it here in a moment because yeah. like, I got a lot to say about that the yeah. fight. But um, you can like this is like you were just about to say, Cole. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. I, I almost just made a way for you to say what you're gonna say and then just said it for you like a real jerk <laughs> that's fine i'm sorry no neither is <laughs> please continue did not give it a second thought no you can summon you can summon um vengarl and melinda here yeah 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 which is interesting vengarl is one of the more uh, summonable dudes yeah in this game um are they i've never noticed them there because i think i've never been human neither for this. are they are they useful do you know or you, I, you, you I, haven't, I haven't done, it? done no. it i'm going on secondhand information <laughs> no. okay yeah no <laughs> no alex yeah. No, <laughs> they are so not useful if you decide to do this fight mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter if you have them, you will still die instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not are they oh. are they summonable for the fight or are they at the bottom of the stairs to help you get to the fight? I believe they're at the bottom of the stairs. I know. Good. Go I think I um I think I've I summoned Vengarl. Vengarl is right before the fight. Mm. Mm, okay. But you have to have died to him already once to appear okay oh probably to so, activate like, the, the fog, fog gate door. appears yeah that makes yeah. sense mm-hmm. yeah um what's behind this what we've been dancing around is the ancient dragon yeah um who you can uh you talk to him and he, he has some interesting dialogue here um that is like said into your head mm-hmm. like it is not a uh, uh voiced right right you know it's it just uh just i'm, I'm not misremembering that am i no, no, like, like it, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a subtitle. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. He gives you like some. It's it's Colossus speak. Like it's uh, it's Dorman. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting because it implies that he's unstuck in time. Like it says, "Hey, the Merc uh, shifts and stirs. Uh, yet another stands before us." Um, yeah, and then he drops a very potent line um, that has resonance uh, at least throughout the you know the game that remains, which is you know for the curse of life is the curse of want, right? Mm-hmm. And um, talking about kind of peering into the fog in, in, in search of answers. And then that is the only hint that he gives you for the item um, that he that he hands over. Yeah, which is the uh, the Ashen Mist Heart. Um, which is what we're going to use to go into memories and stuff mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, finish. And again, it feels kind of optional, but it's still on the critical path, even though it feels <laughs> a little bit optional. Yeah. There's all stuff you have to yeah. do. Um, because it's Dark Souls and because it's an enemy, you can try to attack it. <laughs> um and it is the yeah it's, it's the worst boss fight i think in any of the souls games like it is it's even hard to say like what it's about mm-hmm. you know like it is like i am not against 
any of the enemies having like an instant death attack, like I'm okay with that mm-hmm. for the most part. But because of those hitbox issues you mentioned before, and because of just the radius of it, and because of the fact that there's no bonfire outside, like the run up to it, it just it feels. This is I can't. Remember, I think it was like one time recently, Cole, where you're like, this is the time, first time the game feels cruel mm-hmm. um, to you. Like this is the first time the game feels cruel to me. Yeah. Like this boss fight feels, you know, sadistic in a way that isn't fun. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and the actual like way that uh the actual way to beat him isn't fun either. It's just tedious yeah. and boring. He has he has so many hit points and like if you figure it out and you you know, which is gonna take so much trial and error because any error is trial and error <laughs> where every error requires a new trial. Um you, you can only make one error per trial. It's trial and um, oh well. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um and once you figure it out, like, it's pretty boring. Like, it is not a fun fight. Right. You know, like, no part yeah. of it gets fun. Um, yeah, because I, I, I don't know if you, if you did this, but what I had to do was I got completely naked. I equipped the lightning uh, greatsword you get from the Mirror Knight mm-hmm. uh, for weakness, whatever. And... You have to, like, run at him right at the start of the fight and start attacking his toes as he breathes in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then you got to back away at a 45-degree angle from that toe. So he then so it then tricks his AI to constantly turn towards you and repeat that forward flame attack instead of jumping up into the air. And you just repeat that for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, once he does that uh, that forward flame or that jumping up in the air, like, that's what will fuck you over. Yeah. Because the the reality is of, like, doing a game where you have, like, the camera is behind your shoulder and doing attacks that have, require more peripheral vision than you have. Mm-hmm. Like, if this was a Zelda game, like an old school Zelda game as opposed to a new one, you could do this because he would be, you would see where he flew up. You could see kind of what area he'd be and you know exactly where you need to run without having to fiddle with the camera. Um, or do anything, but you, it just, you can't run, you can't figure out where you need to be and also get there with enough time mm-hmm. to do it. Um, yeah, it just, it doesn't work. Like it just doesn't work for the, the engine of the game and it doesn't work for the, you know, the, the capabilities of the player. Um, there's tons of ways to cheese it. You used to be able to use, um, Gower's Ring of Protection, mm-hmm. um, which guarded against critical attacks, which include anything from the back. And you could just you get hit by the fire and just fall over and take no damage. Huh. Um, if you uh, upgrade a Gurm oh. Great Shield and uh, infuse it with fire, it gets 100% fire resist hmm. and has enough stability to actually just block the flames. Um, you can do that, which is ultimately what I ended up doing. Like, I've only beat this guy once, and I couldn't get him locked into that pattern that Alex was talking about. Yeah. Um, so I ended up using the, the shield. Neither method. did I. <laughs> I, I, had, I had to run away from him jumping up, and it was just... It was it, it was literally a Scooby Doo chase of holy <laughs> fuck oh god no yeah <laughs> running yeah. back to the door and just praying that it doesn't hit me <laughs> yeah it is it is no fun <laughs> yeah if it sounds like I'm being very quiet it's because I've never managed to beat him um, in fact I've never managed to stay alive long enough with him to feel like I got my stride mm. or even like to see like an inroad into it I've watched YouTube's of it but even that because because of the way he acts it's really hard to like visually process what's happening mechanically. Like yeah. it just it just seems like this th- th- this baffling wall, and I, seeing that he was optional, I was I, you know I was fine leaving him be you know even before I understood kind of what the consequences of that are, mm-hmm. and even still I'm fine with that. Yeah, and what's frustrating is he is optional, but the significance of what he there's a little bit of mechanical significance 
in what he drops. Because he drops – what's interesting is he does not give you a giant soul. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives you the soul of a – or he does not give you a dragon soul rather. He mm-hmm. gives you the soul of a giant, um, which has a mechanical benefit that we'll talk about uh, next episode. Mm-hmm. We're doing our loose ends. Um, but also – it is a uh, not our next uh, regular episode. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah. Um, and then, but it also uh, is interesting from a lore perspective. Mm-hmm. Like we know that Aldia has been experimenting with giants and dragons. Mm-hmm. There's a gigantic dragon that as drops a soul of a giant. Like at the very least, hit you know, 100 says something, there's something going on. Yeah. And what it could be could be a couple of different things, yeah. like some kind of simulacrum. Mm-hmm. Especially like what he tells you and like the main thing that i took from uh uh what he tells you is like the merc shifts and stirs yet another stance before us not Mm. just me us so it's obvious that there's there's more than one being inside of that dragon Mm. maybe most likely yeah yeah or, or I mean, it also could just be like you know a royal us yeah. of it being you know having the 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 haughty mystic speak, yeah. you know. But it very well could be like it's literally a giant and a dragon mm-hmm. stuck in there, or it's some yeah. kind of you it's, know broken minded thing because yeah. of the science. That's what, it. I, I mean, I just I just get that it's I just get that because it's like what he drops isn't a dragon soul; it's a giant soul. Yeah, and then you see it just make it just all the. All the dots connect if you like think back to like the 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 room with all the dead giants and in the keep and it just all leads up to this mm-hmm. and just putting critical thinking hats on it's just uh-huh yeah yeah this might be Aldia yeah. the it's the it's the bone it is the body of a dragon and a soul of a giant they, they, yeah. that he leaves behind that is that is the only evidence that we have to go on yeah a heart bone and soul mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for these areas. Um, you know, we, I do, like, you know, it would, it, it, it makes a sense. This could be Eldia. It could just be an Eldia creation mm-hmm. of some kind as well. Um, don't know exactly what it is. Weirdly not touched on again. <laughs> um, you never have to go back to this guy. He never gives you new dialogue or anything like that. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, next time we are doing another special episode. Again, as we mentioned, we are trickling these out. Mm-hmm. Um, as we uh, move on to the season. So our next episode is going to be our PvP mm-hmm. episode. And uh, for our guests, we have uh, from YouTube, Mr. I Won't Forget. Um, I've mentioned him a few times on the show, but if you're not familiar, um, he does a really awesome thing where he's uh, he's going through and he kind of does these build weapon showcases. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm thinking like, oh, I don't have a build right now for this cool weapon that looks neat, though I wonder if it's any good, um, this guy answers that. And, uh, and the, you know, the videos are entertaining and super... Um, well thought out as far as like uh, that kind of minute professional level PVP pay- play that if you've listened to me and Cole for any length of time, <laughs> you know that we don't yeah. have it all. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm so. very excited about that. Like the, like the specials where we get somebody who really knows what they're talking about in, yeah. in stark contrast to us. Sometimes it, it always, it, it feels like it feels very edifying. Yeah, absolutely. And like, we're going to try to get some PVP experience. It's going to be a little bit harder than the dark souls one season because of the way that most of the PVP kind of happens in New Game Plus. Um, but we're going to spend some time trying to get some PvP. Um, we welcome PvP stories mm-hmm. for it um, from from you guys. And uh, we're going to do kind of similar thing we did with Jeremy last season where it's like, you know, specific areas, specific weapons, etc. And we want to talk a lot about how PvP has changed in Dark Souls 2 because it has changed so much. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for this episode, though, uh, thank you again, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. T- tell, us, uh, tell us where they can find you. 
let me quickly bring up the URL. Because uh, geocities.blighttown right. <laughs> forward slash ashenheart forward slash fake news. You can you can only you can only access it using Windows ninety eight and Internet Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is the blighttownbeacon.tumblr.com. Yeah. Are you on uh, Twitter or anything like that? Uh, I don't even know my Twitter name. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's uh, no pressure. Yeah. Like, if you don't use it, I don't... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. No, I, I use it all the time. It's just I always... I'm constantly changing the name of it. So uh, as of right now, my Twitter is... <laughs> yeah. My Twitter right now is at Alex underscore Eufio Ike. That's mm-hmm. E-U-P-H-I-O. And then my last name, which is E-I-C-H. Cool. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Um, by way of admin, again, we have a, we still have more to record. This has been a long episode. Um, you know, if you have those PVP stories or if you have uh, questions or contributions about the next area we're going to talk about, which is going to be um, the various memories that you go back into uh, and the Pilgrims of the Dark yep. Covenant and uh, the Vendrick fight, mm-hmm. um, hit us up at uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Yeah. Uh, you can also uh, watch our Facebook page. There's uh, some cool stuff that happens there. That is facebook.com slash bonfireside chat. Yep. Um, if you're hearing this, you are exactly one week away from uh, where Cole and I are appearing at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Um, not for this show, even though there was like some like Vadi, it wasn't a hint of it, but like Vadi mm-hmm. was joking about doing a Souls Con. And I, you know, <laughs> like on Twitter was like, do that and let us be part of it. <laughs> um, in, a, in a real undignified way. Um, but this is for Watch Out for Fireballs, our Retro Video Games Expo. But if you're in the Pacific Northwest, um, head to uh, Portland, Oregon on Sunday, the is it the 18th? Uh, the 19th? The 19th. Yes. Um, we are doing a, a live show about uh, Street Fighter 2. We go on at 2.30, and uh, the whole expo is a good time. We're going to be there. Come hang out with us, have some drinks, mm-hmm. and, uh, and meet us. Kick my ass at Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, and, and and probably kick my ass at too. I was trying to be real good at this, and I'm not. Um, but the uh, we'd love to meet you if you uh, listen to the show. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's cut the admin short a little bit. You know, DuckFeed.tv is your source for all things us and uh, you know video games and comedy and stuff. We would appreciate it if you checked out the other shows and the other offerings there. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And uh, until next time, what can they do? Uh, they can seek misery, lest this land sunder them whole. Umbasa. Umbasa. Mm-hmm. And they can also seriously. Let's. I, I seriously would love a Souls Con. <laughs> can we please <laughs> get that going? I don't. I don't know who we're talking to. Like, I would love that too, but I don't know who to talk to about it. Like, it's one of those things where if you, you know, be the change you want to see in the world, but I just mm-hmm. don't have the ability or, <laughs> you know, knowledge to put together a Souls Con. But like, mm-hmm. I would. I would buy a. Well, ticket do you have a ball to- pit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's the reason why I can't sad. do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as you don't have a ball pit, like we we will fuck over the guys from Nightville if you let us do it. <laughs> Why um, are they even invited? Huh? Just what? so we can screw them okay. because that's what those other guys did. Yeah. The um the Tumblr but, the Dashcon guys. Yeah. yeah. So somebody seriously do like a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo for SoulsCon. Yeah. Who's not super busy doing other shows yeah. and yeah. running like seventeen different shows on a network? Yeah. And who who isn't just like constantly on the verge of exhaustion? Yeah, because that, that would be amazing, and I would love to do a live bonfireside chat. Yeah. But anywho, right. good night, everybody. Good night. And we all pray that we will have far more.
concerns 